What's up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Sayi, and you're listening to the Sayi Says What's On Her Mind podcast. Sayi Says What's On Her Mind is about me speaking on real-life stories, entertainment, celebrity news, and everything in between. So thank you for joining, and let's get into tonight's topic. So hey, guys. Um, it's been a while. I have really been trying to get my mind together um, with this... COVID-19 and everything and being out of work has been really hard for me and um excuse me um but you know social distancing and I'm wearing my mask and trying to get my mind right but I had to take some time and just chill with my family and just get everything together mentally but um you know what's going on we have to keep our hands washed wash your hands often with soap and water for 20 seconds especially after being in public if you don't have soap available use a sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol in it avoid close contact with people who are sick and practice social distancing please <laughs> by keeping six feet six feet away you must go if you must go in public so keep six feet away and I'm I'm always yelling in Walmart because people just don't understand I've been doing this before um, the coronavirus like I'm always yelling personal space because people will just touch elbows with you and I'm like did I come in the car with you like why are you next to me so I've been saying that for years but we have to practice social distancing and let's let's do it and let's wear our masks Cover your mouth and your nose, people. Don't just cover your mouth, okay? I see that a lot. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I just want to pull it up. Like, put it over your nose. It's like, why wear it if you're just going to cover your mouth? Why? Okay? If you have a breathing problem or if you have a child under the age of two, avoid wearing the mask. You can go to the cdc.gov if you want to know what you are allowed to do if you can't wear your mask because you have a breathing problem to protect yourself so go to cdc.gov and guys i get that the media and the government are masters at manipulation and mind control but we all need to do our very best and do our part to take this virus seriously so that we can move forward guys i want to be able to do things with my family outside of home in the park so Let's, you know, take it serious so that we can move forward, okay? And moving forward, um, we're going to be talking about different topics today, um, and we're going to start with um, a producer by the name of J.W. Lucas. Um, If you haven't heard of him, he is a racist, and yes, I added the racist, he is a racist music producer and he took to Twitter to share his opinion on Breonna Taylor's violent death. And so this is what he tweeted. Why is the world asking for justice for Breonna Taylor? Of course she shouldn't have lost her life. But do you realize that she was involved with multiple drug dealers? Wrong. I'm saying wrong because he's wrong. And he also says who were using her house as a trap spot. He's also wrong about that. If you sign up for that life, there are consequences. He later deleted this stupid, senseless, reckless tweet. Okay? 
First of all, I've never heard of him. I've never heard of this clown. I saw his tweets on a gossip blog, and I also saw that not only was he disrespecting the legacy of Breonna Taylor's, but he was disrespectful to Tamika Mallory after she called him out for disrespecting Breonna Taylor's legacy. Now, if you don't know who Tamika Mallory is, she is a social justice leader, an advocate, and a political activist. She's also known as the co-president for the Women's March in 2017. And she has done so much for the black community, okay? Tamika has been on the front lines when it comes to police brutality, voting rights, and women rights. She was with Portia, Yandy, um, my son, the great, a lot of celebrities, um, they were out there protesting uh, for Breonna Taylor, and she was with Portia when they all got arrested. Um, so Tamika called him out, Lucas out, for disrespecting Breonna Taylor's legacy. She told him to stop justifying the murder of black women. So this fool gone open his mouth to this queen and said that he should be the leader in the Black Lives Matter movement because he is more qualified to speak on black issues than black people. He also said affirmative action was a form of reparation for black people. And last but not least, what all white supremacists like to say, like Trump, he said Trump has done good things for black people. And I guess the good things is degrading black people and, and you know, being a racist. That's one of the good things, two of the good things. Um, <laughs> listen, I try not to argue with white people about my culture or about my blackness, but these people that are entitled and ignorant definitely need to be put in their place. Definitely. I am so sick of them thinking that, and, and it's our fault as black people that allow these producers or whoever he is to talk this way because I'm sure he's been around people that are saying these things you know he's like a sponge and then he felt away when he saw Oprah post Bri um, put Breonna Taylor's on her magazine cover so that's what triggered his little rant but we need more than Tamika speaking up for our black people we need more than Tamika speaking up for our black woman. And the only reason Lucas is comfortable with disrespecting us is because there's black men. There are some black men in the entertainment business who are constantly putting us down. Constantly. And the other black men are just silent. Okay? But there are black men in the entertainment business who are constantly putting us down. Those simple-minded cats like 50 Cent are the reason why this white man felt comfortable with disrespecting us, okay? So, and you know what the sad part is? Black people will still work with him. They will still work with this clown. They will. That's the sad part. The, the, the people that he worked with, they don't have integrity. They don't have any morals. They don't have any standards. They're still going to work with him because all they see is dollar signs. All they see is money. They're going to work with him. 
They're probably the reason why he felt comfortable saying the things he said. Okay? And and he issued out an apology. Oh, he's sorry. But he was still cocky with it. But he, he claims that he was sorry. And listen, Maya Angelou said, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. I don't care if you apologize to me. When you show me who you are the first time, that's the person you truly are. Okay? What he said is what he meant. Okay? He's only sorry because it's going to affect his pockets. It might affect his pockets. He might get his ass whooped. Cancel culture might actually cancel him. But that's the only reason why he's sorry. That's the only reason. I truly hope. I truly hope that people who are in business with him, I truly hope they cancel him. I really do. Something has to be done. We demand respect. Okay? Moving on, Tamar Braxton. So we just, we're happy that Tamar Braxton is conscious. She's getting the help that she needs. Um, Tamar Braxton thanks her boyfriend. She thanks him. She thanks him for saving her life. But people, people didn't like that. People thought that it was too soon for her to be on social media. And so they went under her post telling the singer to get off social media because she needed to heal. She shouldn't be online tweeting about her boyfriend or her fiance. Now, if you haven't heard, Tamar Braxton was reportedly rushed to the hospital following a possible suicide attempt. Her boyfriend, David, was the one who found her unresponsive. Now, people were on the Internet blaming David for Tamar's suicide attempt. Um, they used the fact that he was African, saying that voodoo has something to do with it, that he tried to reach her. If you African, you know what I'm saying. But, you know, so they started blaming him, saying that he wants her money. And she decided that she, she thought she needed to defend her husband or fiance. So she got onto Twitter and said that, you know, he saved her life. And she wouldn't be here if, if it wasn't for this African man. Okay? And I, I get it. I honestly get it because you're not going to come for my man. <laughs> like, my husband and my children, you're not, you're not going to come for them. But then I was like, well, why does Tamar even know that? Like, because I would be like, babe, you don't need to go online. Let's just relax. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Don't go on and like, why would she even know that? And so I'm thinking like, maybe he did tell her what was going on because he was so mad. Or maybe someone told her, one of her friends. Or maybe she got on the internet. Either way, I feel, I kind of agree with the fans or the trolls. Like maybe she just needs to get away from the internet and just heal. Because there are some negative, crazy people on there that don't have any compassion for others. And, you know, take her suicide attempt lightly. And suicide is not, you know, a joke. People are gone because they committed suicide. Do not, you should be happy that when someone is dealing with mental illness and decides to do something like try to commit suicide, that they live. You know, I'm, I'm so proud that she's alive. And for people to come online and just want to put salt on her wounds, it's just crazy to me. 
you know. And she also called out WeTV. WeTV were, was one of the reasons why she was feeling depressed. Um, and she called them out and thanked her husband or fiance and, you know, said how much she loved her, her son Logan. So prayers to Tamar and her family. And we wish her the best. And we're praying for her. Um, so Meg Thee Stallion calls out people for making fun of her. For being shot. This is just sad. That that's happening. Okay. There's nothing funny about getting shot. Nothing whatsoever. She's blessed to be able to walk. She was shot in both feet. She's blessed to be alive. It's unfortunate that people on the internet, like I said, they lack compassion for others. Why is it so hard for people to stand up for black women? Because there are so many people, even celebrities, that are laughing at this situation. Especially black men. And why can't men stand up for us? Why can't black men stand up for us and protect us the way we do? The way we love them. Why can't they do it? And I'm not talking about all of them because I live with a black man. I am married to a black man that will die for me. But I'm talking about the ones that have the platform on social media. These entertainers, they are the main ones that will belittle us and, and say nasty things about us. You know, to many black people, <laughs> our pain, black woman pain, our pain doesn't, it doesn't matter to anyone. They laugh at our pain. 50 Cent, he's one of the people that was laughing at Meg's pain. He posted something, um, a meme or something, laughing at her getting shot. And former stripper and basketball wife, Dre Michelle, she was on a podcast with someone laughing about it, making light of the situation. Um, 50 Cent actually posted or tweeted that he thought it was fake. And he apologized to Meg, to Meg. He thought it was a lie. So that's why he thought it was funny. And as an entertainer and someone in the same industry as her, you would think you would try to figure out like if it's real before you decide to post and be a comedian. But Drea, I feel like this pissed me off because this is not the first time that Drea has laughed at situations that is not funny. Okay, she also apologized. And I know I can't stand 50. And I'm not trying to like, oh, she's she's a girl. He's a boy. No, I can't stand 50. You know, I may watch his shows, but I, I can't stand 50. Um, but my problem is black women are the most unprotected people on the planet. Okay. So to see how black women treat other black women, it just makes me feel a way, you know. So that's why I have a problem with Dre because it's like we are all women. We're black women. But see, she's light-skinned, so she doesn't get treated the way some of us get treated. She's privileged, and so she doesn't see our pain. She doesn't literally, she doesn't go through what we go through. She really doesn't. And she thought it was funny to make light of Meg getting shot while working for a woman who is a domestic abuse survivor 
Drea was an ambassador for Rihanna's lingerie company, Fenty. And if you lived under a rock, or if you lived under a rock, Rihanna was abused by her R&B singer boyfriend, Chris Brown, in February 2009. Her ex-boyfriend. In 2009, Chris, I mean, if you've seen the pictures, he beat Rihanna, bloody her face, busted her lip. Um, just, it was, it's, it was disturbing to see. And Lord knows what that poor girl went through. So I am very proud of Rihanna for letting Drea go because she is pretty much, you know, making an example out of Drea. This is, you, you cannot put up with stuff like that. You can't have someone representing your brand that clearly takes domestic violence lightly, something that you are obviously against. Andrea has always been a hateful person to black women. She, like I said, she she made, well, I never said this, but she made fun of Brandy's off of basketball, I think it was basketball-wise. Brandy had cancer. And Drea thought it was funny. Like she, when Bray was, Dre was telling, uh, Brandy was telling the story. I need to get my story right. But when Brandy was telling the story, Drea, you know, she was bothered and just had an issue with Brandy for no reason and made fun of her for having cancer. So I feel like she's a light-skinned girl who doesn't respect brown-skinned girls. And to be a woman making jokes about another woman getting shot is disgusting. Like, she really did play herself. She really did. And I pray that Meg gets all the help that she needs. I pray that she gets good bodyguards. I pray that she has friends, that she's surrounded with people that love her unconditionally. Not because of her money, not because of her fame, but that people that really, by people that really love her. Because she could have been dead. Really, she really could. And, and watching her on live made me cry. It made me tear up. Okay, this young lady is 25 years old. She lost both her parents, her grandmother. She's been dealing with trauma way before getting shot. And now she has to deal with this. So I just pray that this makes her stronger. It, this is so sad. If you are in an immediate danger, call 911 for anonymous confidential help. 24-7, you can call um, National Domestic Violence Hotline. So it's 1-800-799-7233. This is 24-7. And the National Prevention Lifeline is a United States-based suicide prevention network of over 160 crisis centers that provides 24-7 service via a toll-free toll hotline. And the number is 1-800-273-82555. So the domestic violence hotline is 1-800-799-7233. The national prevention hotline for the suicide network is 1-800-273-8255. It's available to anyone in suicide crisis or emotional distress. So hopefully that can help somebody out. I just want to leave you with this. Your mind is like your bed. You have to make it up every day and be careful who you let in it. Stay blessed.
and thank you for listening.